2: With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin, a 20-year-old Ohio man being blamed for ramming his car into a crowd of protesters Saturday, killing a 32-year-old woman, leaving 19 injured. The chaos erupted around what is believed to be the largest group of white nationalists to come together in a decade. President Trump is blaming many sides for the violent clashes between protesters and white supremacists. He spoke with Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, assuring his administration opposes what is going on in
0: Charlottesville. We condemn in the strongest possible terms... This egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides.
2: Governor McAuliffe has declared a state of emergency. A conservative group urges Senate Republicans to remove Majority Leader Mitch McConnell from his leadership post. More details at srnnews.com.
1: If you listen much to us, you heard our historic broadcast from the lawn of the White House. You heard our interviews with administration officials who are working hard to make this country great again. Our Made in America broadcast had never been done before, but you heard the extraordinary efforts to bring jobs back to America. Instead of all the bad news from the mainstream media, you heard a lot of good news. We'll keep telling the real story you care about. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio.
2: Thank you for listening to AM 1280 of the Patriot. I'm Josh Wolf From the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Weather Center, today showers off and on high near 73. Tomorrow showers early with a high around 75. Tuesday, 80 with a slight chance of rain. Download the AM 1280 of the Patriot mobile app today so you can listen to your favorite programs wherever you are. Stay connected to your favorite station anywhere, anytime. Download the AM 1280 of the Patriot app today at your device's app store. Bye for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering? Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have the off
3: The
1: Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM-1280, the Patriot Studios in Egan. here is The Closer, Brad Carlson.
4: AM-1280, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thunder. Back with another edition of the program we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to the broadcast. Thunder. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488 you can also text any comments or questions, 651-243-0390. Many can will weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN, hashtag NARN. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, and as always, we thank you for tuning into the broadcast in these uh, myriad venues you have, whether it's good old uh, AM radio, uh, streaming online, or if you're listening to the podcast later, uh, we definitely appreciate it. As we are thirteen and a half years into our thorough domination of local political talk here in the uh, Twin Cities on we on weekends, anyways, ah heck, probably weekdays too. Who's to say? But uh, as always, it's attributable to you, the listeners, and we thank you for it. Uh, I did. I, I, I've been getting into the habit of doing Facebook live videos on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And if you're not following the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, well, why the heck not? You're listening to the show. Uh, Certainly you'd want to get kind of a sneak preview of what's going to be on the show, right? But uh, just look up the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like. Uh, But lately I've been doing some Facebook Live videos on that page, kind of just going over some show content, what I'm going to be talking about. And occasionally I get some of our listeners who might interact. And I was talking on there about how I pretty much have my show prepared for the most part by about Thursday, Friday at the latest, because I'm blogging throughout the week and I have pretty much kind of formed my opinions in my head about what the subjects I'm going to talk about and the opinions, my reaction toward those particular subjects, news items. And obviously I always build in a buffer for phone calls, but if I don't get any phone calls, you know, I'm prepared to talk the entire hour. If I have to, that's no problem at all. And obviously uh, a lot of the a lot of the things I planned on talking about, probably gonna to have to put on in the back burner because of what happened yesterday in Charlottesville, Virginia. I, I want to talk about that particular incident. I'm probably going to wait till the third segment but so but definitely keep tuned into the whole show. I'm not suggesting wait till the third segment but uh, that's when I'm gonna to get to it so fear not let not your heart be troubled. I will be talking about the uh, uh, as I describe him, abhorrent and tragic events. That took place in Charlottesville, Virginia. But I do want to get to one of the bigger news items from earlier this week. And that is Google deciding to fire one of their senior engineers because he put out a memo explaining why there are not more females in tech industry jobs. Now, Google has made a commitment to being a diverse company, and that's a that's a that is a tenet that every sh- company should Im- embrace to have as much diversity as possible. But James Damore, who is a senior engineer that was fired by Google, his argument is diversity is great. I'm all for diversity, but it shouldn't be done at the expense of a meritocracy. Now, and these are that's my word meritocracy. Basically if you're a business, it would behoove you to hire the best person, most qualified person for the particular job, regardless of race or gender. Now, that some people say, well, that's kind of old school thinking. That's kind of uh, uh, archaic thinking. And the the idea that there are... And this was to point: the idea that there are no differences between the genders when it comes to tech jobs. Uh, you're you're denying science, and again, pro- progressives, which Google is st- uh, is staffed predominantly by political progressives, they're the ones who always lecture the right on you know you're denying science, you're science deniers, particularly when it comes to uh, climate change. Yet these people will turn around that say someone who is uh, uh, who is born a, a female and has all of the uh, uh, female parts in biology can, uh, can biologically be a man. And hence, headlines come out, oh, well, look at this, a man gives birth to a baby. No, that's a woman who is identifying a man that gave birth to a baby, okay? So those who like to wag their fingers in the face of the right that say, you know, you're denying science, uh, clearly are denying it here. And I made the point that Google seems to embrace all types of diversity with the exception of one key aspect, it's the diversity of thought. They just, it, it, and look, we're we're getting to a point in this country where we're so polarized. And it, this has been going on for more than a decade now. Uh, as far as when it really started to become more polarized, as anybody's guess, I, I, I theorize that it was the 2000 presidential election because of how that presidential race was so split down the middle and how it ended up being litigated in the courts and uh, people saying well the the, uh, the right stole this elect rightful stole this election from Al Gore and meanwhile the uh, um, people on the right say well look at it. Al Gore tried to take this election in the courts by only litigating a few counties in Florida to try to prove that he won Florida and I believe that's where it really started where the polarization started uh you know there was always there's always been political sides certainly but this To start polarization, I believe, really ramped up around that 2000 presidential election. And it's becoming so polarized that there are some cooler heads that are trying to prevail and say, look, we need to start having a serious discussion on issues. You know, issues involving race, issues involving diversity, uh, gender, what have you. We need to have a discussion, which is often a euphemism, a phrase for saying, you know, hey, we need to have a discussion about this so we can change your wrong-headed thinking. And rarely are they productive. It's one thing to say, well, we disagree with your viewpoint, but it's another thing to use just naked authoritarianism, which Google seemed to have done, to fire this engineer, James Demore, Demore. For this particular memo. And by the way, if all you have done is get your chanting points from mainstream media regarding this memo, you're not doing yourself any favor. I read the entire 10 page memo, and you can read it, a breakdown of it. I've, I've linked to it at bradcarlson.org, and uh, you can also go to diversitymemo.com for what uh, James Demore wrote as well. And if you read the memo, this idea that he is claiming that women are not suited for tech jobs is just blatantly false at, at worst it's a it's a misrepresentation taking the memo out of context or at, at best it's it's taking it out of context and at worst it's just a bald-faced lie and that tells me you haven't read it you can say you can say you disagree with it you can say you disagree Uh, disagree with his uh, philosophy and the study studies he cited. And you could say, well, he's kind of interpreting some of these scientific studies a little loosely that. okay, fair enough. But to just dismiss it out of hand because you're getting your chanting points from the media. you're, You're not doing yourself any favors. And the reason I say that, you know, first of all, let me back up here. I'm on a uh, page three of this particular memo. If you're following along at home, he has a section entitled "Possible Non-Bias Causes of the Gender Gap in Tech," and I'll read from James Demore's memo. This particular section: At Google, we're regularly told that implicit, unconscious, and explicit biases are holding women back at tech in tech and leadership. Of course, men and women experience bias tech and the workplace differently, and we should be cognizant of this. But it's far from the whole story. On average, men and women biologically differ in many ways. These differences aren't just socially constructed because, and then he has some bullet points, they're universal across human cultures. They often have clear biological causes and links to prenatal testosterone. Biological males that were castrated at birth and raised as females often still identify and act like males. The underlying traits are highly heritable. They're exactly what we would predict from an evolutionary psychology perspective. Note, I'm not saying that all men differ from all women in the following ways or that these differences are just. I'm simply stating that the distribution of preferences and abilities of men and women differ in part due to biological causes and that these differences may explain why we don't see equal representation of women in tech and leadership. Many of these differences are small and there's significant overlap between men and women. So you can't say anything about an individual given these population-level distributions. Okay, so he's citing the possible causes for the gender gap in these tech jobs. Okay, he's not saying that and because he's not following the, the company line that's just saying, well, it's just naked discrimination. He's providing scientific evidence. I could see how they could set off progressives because they're the ones who are always preaching about settled science. And then when he actually cites scientific studies, well, they're just taken aback. And then on page five of his memo, again, if you're following along at home. Uh, and I'm not going to read this. You can read it for yourself. Diversitymemo.com. James Demore lays out some bullet points of some non-discriminatory ways to reduce the gender gap. Because he argues the way you're going about your hiring practices now is, you know, men for certain jobs are are, are not even being given an interview for particular jobs because you want to increase the number of women in these particular tech jobs in the name of diversity. Well, if you're purposefully discriminating against men for these jobs, that also is discrimination. OK, so and so to say that James Demore, <clears throat> excuse me, is against diversity in the workplace. It's just not true. And in fact, he lays out some ways about how the company can be non-discriminatory in the ways to reduce the gender gap, because this is their goal. This is the th- these are the things that they talk about. OK, so when we come back, uh, we'll dig a little bit more uh, deep into this and uh, Google's rationale for firing Mr. Damore and there where Mr. DeMoore goes from here uh, he says some he's exploring legal action let's just let's just put it that way 651-289-4488 is the number to call you can also text your comments or questions 651-243-0390 or weigh in via hashtag n a r n on twitter Brad Carlson the closer right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Go nowhere
5: That's 800-518-4020
6: Hi, I'm Pam. I'm a student at Online Trading Academy. I think the biggest advantage in Online Trading Academy is you're really taking control and being involved in your own financial future. Even if you don't know anything about trading, but you'd like to learn more, this is really the place to go because there's such a wealth of information there and so many resources if you have questions. When you take classes at OTA, you really are shortening the learning curve. I think it's a great thing for women to learn about trading, uh, markets, finances. It's something you can do if you're working or if you're staying at home. Either way, they say most women are very good traders. By managing my own finances, I am keeping more money in my own pocket. I would definitely recommend Online Trading Academy.
7: Text OTA at 313131 or go to learnwithota.com. Again, that's learnwithota.com.
2: Hey, those guys from Premier Pool and Spa, they've been harping on you for over a year now to go in and see what's different about the Arctic Spa. (laughs) Yeah,
3: eh? And have you done it yet? I don't think so. You know,
2: getting into the tubs right on the showroom floor is not only okay, it's recommended. I mean, yeah, how do you know if you're going to like it if
3: you've never tried it?
2: arctic is truly a cold weather spot and you know what the cold weather's
3: coming, coming eh? oh don't remind me eh i gotta go find my toque plus they're built for the cold and easy on your wallet so as they're gearing up for their we're not at the fair sale you can go out right now and get the best deals of the year eh? yeah you know it's a whole lot easier to get into a hot tub
2: on the floor of premier pool and spa than at the state fair when you got a prano pup in one hand and cotton candy in the other eh? <laughs> yeah
3: hey eh? you know you can save today because you don't have to wait for the fair when you
2: can be saving right now save on all the Arctic spas today, visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen today. PremierPools.com. com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously.
8: For the last time, the last chance to feel
3: again. Welcome back, M1280, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back
4: with another segment on the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, as I'm closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming, as I do every weekend. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, a.m. 1440, for the King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague, M- colleague Mitch Berg, excuse me, is can be heard on these very airwaves, a.m. 1280, The Patriot. He's on Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the NAR, and I am the closer. Again, glad to be with you. Talking the uh, entire first segment about Google senior engineer James Damore being fired for penning a diversity memo and suggesting that there are (gasps) biological differences between men and women, and therefore that could adequately explain the gender gap in technology jobs. And, of course, uh, just excerpts of the memo were sent out and you had uh, people claiming that their daughters were triggered that how dare they suggest that my little girl can't uh, be a, grow up to be in a tech job because of uh, because she's a girl and that's not what he's saying at all in fact uh, he even comes out and says here is a way that you can reduce the gender gap in a non-discriminatory way because again if Google's goal is to have more women, in tech jobs that is a worthwhile goal but are they doing so on merit are they ie are they giving men and women both an equal shot at the job because that's really all the statute requires are you giving them an equal opportunity to interview for the job and therefore are you giving the job to the more uh, qualified individual all, all all the statute really requires is that you're giving them the equal opportunity But to give a a woman the job just because she is a woman and may not be more qualified than, say, a male who uh, uh, applied for the job, isn't that discriminatory as well? And again, this is what uh, James Damore was trying to help his company avoid, to uh, be uh, embroiled in other forms of discrimination. And uh, Sundar Pichai, he is the CEO of Google. He did uh, send out a note to the company, indicating why James Damore was fired, because obviously this memo was leaked to the press, and, and therefore it, got, uh, it went viral. And I imagine Google felt a tremendous amount of, uh, of pressure from outside forces. But nevertheless, this was Sundar Pichai's uh, an excerpt from the uh, memo that he sent to the employees at Google. Uh, Our job is to build great products for users that make a difference in their lives. To suggest a group of our colleagues have traits that make them less biologically suited to that work is offensive and not okay. Our co-workers shouldn't have to worry that each time they open their mouths to speak in a meeting, they have to prove that they are not like the memo states, being agreeable rather than assertive, showing a lower stress tolerance or being neurotic. Anybody else catch the irony in that sentence, in that particular excerpt? I'll read I'll read this one particular sentence again. Our coworkers shouldn't have to worry that each time they open their mouths to speak at a meeting, they have to prove that they are not like the memo states, being agreeable rather than assertive. You, you you fired a guy for being for opening his mouth and sharing his opinion. So that just shows you that there is going to be one particular viewpoint within the company. So you know you're all about diversity, except for the diversity of thought, except for ideological diversity. And again, it's these differences that make people sit down and have a conversation. And guess guess what? Other people can be enlightened if they're opening to be enlightened. But that's the problem really today. In today's not only uh, political construct but also in 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 the corporate world. Where apparently you have to be a bunch of my num my num robots, not not really have an opinion. It's just it's unbelievable. And of course, you had uh, a lot of those who are, uh, you know, a lot of progressives. Of course, cheered this, you know, firing uh, Mr. demore for his archaic thinking and uh, for for narrow mindedness. And and again, people who are saying that very thing uh, didn't read the entire memo. Those who read the entire memo, there were some that you know still agree with it. They said, "Well, I disagree with this viewpoint, but uh, I don't know that that was that merited being fired." Okay. So again, if you're if you're if you're just Chiding Mr. Demoor as being closed-minded and, and, and trying to uh, drag this uh, country back into the 1960s, where you know women were, were uh, a bunch of doormats, is you know this that was another phrase that I saw used. Um, okay, you didn't read the entire memo, if, the, if that's your takeaway from it. Again, all you're doing is, is listening to left-wing media chanting points. But uh, Guy Benson wrote a great breakdown of this at uh, townhall.com, and I'll read an excerpt here. Uh, Meanwhile, those cheering on the firing are advancing a number of arguments, many of them weak. For instance, aren't conservatives supposedly in favor of private companies making hiring and firing decisions? Uh, Yes, we are. Google executives had the right to do what they've done. But that does not exempt them from intense criticism for doing the wrong thing especially as leaders of a corporate behemoth whose products and services are intertwined with the lives of tens of millions of Americans. As Charles C.W. Cook of National Review observes, this lame gotcha is akin to complaining about the ACLU defending the KKK's right to speak while also criticizing their speech. One can hold both of these these thoughts in one's head at the same time. And boy, how relevant is that? I'm going to obviously that obviously refers specifically to the Charlottesville, Virginia rally. Uh, where some KKK members were also there, uh, boy, yeah, how relevant is that? I'll get, to, like I said, I'll get to that in the next segment. But uh, then there's the claim that a massive private corporation aggressively rooting out the expression of problematic views does not constitute a free speech threat because there's no direct governmental action involved. This is narrowly correct, but broadly obtuse. If a sprawling and expanding swath of corporate America decides to shun anyone who holds or even outwardly entertains certain mainstream viewpoints, the far-reaching cultural implications are serious. To wit, are out-conservatives or traditionalists becoming unemployable in growing sectors of the U.S. workforce? If so, are worsening societal polarization and festering resentments will grow even more entrenched? So there you have it. Again, I, I, I talked about this kind of in the Narn pre-show on the Facebook Live, for those of you who caught it on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Yeah, this the, Google isn't a government body. So people who are citing First Amendment, yeah, technically it doesn't fall under First Amendment purview. But uh, are is this the way companies are going now, evolving companies, specialty companies, or companies who are not even in businesses yet but will be in the future to – you know, companies that will be obviously specializing in needs of the future because obviously this uh, America is the way technology continues to evolve. There are jobs that aren't even, have, have basically haven't even been invented yet because obviously there's still technological inventions yet to come. But as part of the requirement of having these jobs holding a certain worldview that you can't divert from it whatsoever, you can't even express yourself, you know, within, within, the, within the confines of this company. Is that is that really where we're going now? And uh, Megan McArdle, who writes for uh, Bloomberg.com, you know, she basically uh, affirmed the very thing that James Damore said in this memo, you know, when she left her technology job. And she indicated as much. She says, no, the reason I left is that I came into work one Monday morning and joined the guys at our work table. And one of them said... What did you do this weekend? I was in the throes of a brief doomed romance. I had attended a concert that Saturday night. I answered the question with an account of both. The guys stared blankly, then silence. Then one of them said, I built a fiber channel network in my basement. <laughs> I'm sorry, that kind of struck me funny. <coughs> Excuse me. I built a fiber channel network in my basement. And our co-workers fell all over themselves asking him to describe every step in loving detail. Okay, Q-E-D, right there. Okay, Uh, I'll continue with this last paragraph. At that moment, I realized that fundamentally, these are not my people. I like the work, but I was never going to like it enough to blow a weekend doing more of it for free. Which meant that I was never going to be as good at that job as the guys around me. Okay, so there Megan McArdle affirms James Damore's statement that uh, just from a biological standpoint, men and women just think differently, approach their vocations differently. Again, that's not 100% foolproof. Okay, there are women who are willing to spend a weekend, uh, what do they say, build a fiber channel network in their basement? Yeah, okay, maybe there are some women that are willing to do it, but certainly not to the same uh, percentage as men. OK. And this is a woman affirming this very thing. So, again, it's not that the opportunities aren't available and it's not that women should be closed off to these opportunities. Not at all. But are they willing to do the same? Are they willing to do the same things as as men on weekends, being willing to dedicate to their craft or would they rather go socialize on weekends? Again, it there's nothing inherently wrong with either option. It's just companies, it would behoove them to bring in more employees that are more committed to becoming expertise, committed to expanding the expertise in their craft or being more de- dedicated to their craft. OK, and again, regardless of gender, it just so happens that more men than women are willing to take these extreme measures where they're willing to spend a weekend uh, doing things that involve their Involve their vocation. Uh, I I kind of question that a little bit. Uh, I would be if I were a manager of a department. I'd be kind of wary of my employees if they thought a little too much about work. I would encourage a little more uh social, more of a social life. But again, your mileage may vary. But but that's the whole point of this. And uh, by the way, James Demore in an interview with Ben Shapiro did say he's exploring legal action. Yes. It is at-will employment, so Google was well within their rights to fire James Demore for the reasons they saw fit. But, according to the National Labor Relations Board, you can't fire someone for whistleblowing. And if James Demore was pointing out Google's illegal activities, i.e. using discrimination in their hiring practices, um, that could be an issue. So, again, he hasn't made it official that he's going to go ahead with legal action, but uh, uh, it is something he is exploring. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also text your comments or questions 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
1: We have Mark Miller here, CEO and founder of North Oaks Financial. He's a CFP and an MSFS. Mark, what does MSFS
0: mean? MSFS is Master of Science in Financial Services. Quite the credential, but isn't a planner just going to pick the best investments? Well, financial plan is not just about picking the best investment strategy. It's about knowing how much money you need when you retire to cover all your expenses. More importantly, is having a good estate plan. You know, a quick story. Mom and dad were married for 40 years. Dad passes away. They had a family cabin for 40 years. Mom marries stepdad. Stepdad loves mom's kids. Mom dies. Stepdad, by rule of law, inherits the cabin. Stepdad no longer allows her kids to come to the cabin anymore. Just a tragic example of poor estate planning. That's why having a good investment strategy and an estate plan is so critical to a comprehensive plan. Find Mark at NorthOaksFS.com.
5: Securities and financial planning offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC.
8: If you have storm damage in the Twin Cities, you don't want a storm chaser. You want Storm Group Roofing. Hi, Larry Elder here. Storm Group Roofing is a local dependable company, and they are experts at storm damage repair. Storm Group Roofing's owner, Dmitry Lipinski, doesn't believe in door knocking to get your business. No, they will handle your claim the right way with no illegal deductible waiving like some companies offer if you put their sign in your yard. They won't overbill your insurance company either. Storm Group Roofing will just install the absolute best roofing system for your home. Google Storm Group Roofing and see what other customers are saying about them. They're the local roofing experts that you can trust. Remember, if you have storm damage, call Storm Group Roofing at 612-559-2449. That's 612-559-2449. Or find them online at stormgrouproofing.com. That's Storm Group Roofing. And tell them Larry Elder told you to call. 612-559-2449. 612 612-5- 559 Five five nine twenty four forty nine.
1: This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former BMW, Mazda, Subaru, and Toyota owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to AutoAirbagSettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's AutoAirbagSettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596.
3: You work hard for your money, so make sure your money is working hard for you. Our sister station, Business 1440, brings you financial advice from pros like Dave Ramsey, Bill Gunderson, and the Twin Cities' own Financial Fortitude and Investing for Success. With up-to-the-minute market updates, real estate tactics, and tips on investing and saving, Business 1440 will keep more of that hard-earned cash in your pocket. Learn more and listen live at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
4: Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, back with another segment on the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. Hey, I wanted to alert you to a uh, a contest. Uh, We've partnered with our sponsor, our valued sponsor, Blue Ox Heating and Air. And it's a uh, nine-week contest. It actually started a couple of weeks ago, and it's running through Sunday, September 17th, where active military or veterans can log on to am1280thepatriot.com or goblueox.com. And once you locate the Patriotic Blue Ox logo somewhere on either website, click on it and register to win. Yes, it's that simple. Now, each person that registers will be given a 15% discount on service or tune-up for either their A.C. or furnace. Now, again, you must be active military or veteran and 18 years of age or older. So even if you don't win an A.C. unit or a new furnace unit, you automatically get a 15% discount on your tune-up for your current A.C. or furnace. Heck of a deal. Again, go to am1280thepatriot.com or goblueox.com. Again, find the Patriotic Blue Ox logo. Click on it and register, and uh, best of luck to you. But, of course... Everybody is a winner, especially for those of us, uh, for those who have so bravely served our country. Whether you're currently serving in active duty military or a veteran, we thank you for your service. And we at AM twelve eighty The Patriot, as well as Blue Ox Eating and Hair, want to honor your service to our uh, country. And uh, part of the military's uh, part of the military's oath, they, what they've undertaken, is to protect our valued constitutional freedoms. Even those who uh, may utilize their freedoms for speech that uh, we may not like and we may find abhorrent and we may find disgusting and vile, like what you heard yesterday in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, There were a group of white supremacists, neo-Nazis, alt-right. There were even some who were wearing KKK outfits. Disgusting. Never thought that in my lifetime... I would ever live to see that playing out on our on American soil again. uh, Those groups were rightfully vanquished and marginalized a long time ago. Uh, Once. uh, Well, particularly. Well, in one instance, when the Civil Rights Act passed 50 plus years ago, that uh, allowed uh, black people to you know going to public places and not having to be segregated quite simply i mean that back, that was back in the days of jim crow laws when there was government mandated segregation where even a business owner who wanted to exercise his or her conscience and allow black people to frequent their establishment uh weren't allowed to okay and the civil rights act changed all that but there was a faction of the, called the alt right that kind of started to come into the american consciousness during the 2016 presidential campaign because they were a group that supported can, then candidate Donald Trump and what what has been president trump's then now then candidate trump what has been kind of his number one tenet of his campaign it's to root out illegal immigration because his mindset was that illegal immigrants were coming to this country illegal aliens were coming to this country and they were living off the the system without really contributing anything to it and lowering the wage scale by taking jobs that able-bodied Americans were no longer able to get because you know, lower-wage workers were, were coming in and taking these jobs. This was then-candidate Trump's uh, pledge to fight for the blue-collar workers. And that had a lot of appeal to, obviously, blue-collar workers, including work uh, white working class who felt the Democrat Party had abandoned them. They voted, a lot of them voted faithfully Democrat and felt the Democrat Party was too steeped in identity politics that they weren't given a voice. And they felt, rightly or wrongly, you can argue whether uh, it was right or wrong, but this is how these people felt, that Donald Trump was giving them a voice. And some other elements that can kind of boil to the forefront was the alt-right. And a lot of people incorrectly equate the alt-right with conservatism. You know, with people who support conservative policies like lower taxes, uh, you know, I- increasing jobs and basically keeping government from reaching into every day of our life, whether it's making our health care choices or uh, trying to overregulate companies to the point where companies get so deep in regulatory costs that they don't have the, the wherewithal to maybe create extra jobs. And that's obviously suppressing job growth as well. And that that's more of a conservative viewpoint but yet people conflated conservatism with the alt-right and that's just blatantly false and unfair and just flat out mistaken and uh, uh, Brandon if we have that clip ready I want to play a clip from someone uh, uh, someone by the name of Jared Taylor uh, he's with a, I believe a organization that went under the name the American Renaissance I believe anyways he gives a description of of what the alt-right is all about. And uh, it's it's a five-minute long clip, and I'm not going to play the entire clip. I'll probably just play the couple of minutes. But this was actually played during the campaign, presidential campaign last year, sometime in 2016, where Jared Taylor gives a description of what the alt-right entails. So, Brandon, if we want to play that from the top, here we go. Jared Taylor.
9: What's the alt-right or alternative right? Millions of people heard the term for the first time when Hillary Clinton mentioned it in a campaign ad last week. A campaign chair
5: that ran a website that has become a field day for the alt-right, which is racist and all sorts of other ists. The alt-right, which is a sort of dressed-up-in-suits version of the neo-Nazi and white supremacist movements.
9: She had a set full of terrible people, and she tried to connect it to Donald Trump. So the mainstream media are now full of stories explaining the alt-right. Even a Japanese newspaper interviewed me the other day about the Aruto Raito. As a long-standing member of the alt-right, this is how I see it. We are a broad dissident movement that includes many different websites, organizations, and viewpoints. Some members hold distinctive positions on sex roles, trade and trade-free markets, forms of government, and foreign policy. But they all agree on one thing. Equality is a dangerous myth. Wow! The alt-right is united in rejecting the current dogma that all races are equal. Races are different. They differ in average levels of intelligence. They do not build identical societies. Okay. And there is no reason to think non-whites can maintain Western civilization. Okay. The civilization that whites created.
4: All right. That's all we need to hear. All right. So there you have it. Uh, he he basically narrows it down to one viewpoint, and I'll just uh, for in layperson's terms, anybody who is not white is substandard and is not really fit to live the American way of life. This is Jared. Uh, what was his name? Jared Taylor. Yeah. Jared Taylor's definition of the alt right. He being a part of the alt right. Okay. So, from an ideological standpoint, they la- they all have different viewpoints, as he said, on free markets, foreign policy, government involvement in everyday life, yada yada yada. But the one core tenant is that the white is this whites are the superior race. Okay, that's nothing conservative, and that's not what conservatives believe. No mainstream conservative has uttered anything even close to that. Oh, sure, progressives they try to misconstrue the conservative message. Or conservative viewpoint to make it sound racist okay but the fact of the matter is it's not true that and uh daily wire did a great job ben shapiro at the daily wire did a great job breaking down seven things you need to know about uh, charlottesville and this was his first point the alt-right is not conservative one of the hottest takes from the left is that the alt-right represents the entire right that what happened in charlottesville virginia represented conservatives broadly that's factually incorrect and and intellectually dishonest. The alt-right is not just conservatives who like memes or dislike Paul Ryan. The alt-right is a philosophy of white supremacy and white nationalism espoused by the likes of Vox Day, Richard Spencer, and Jared Taylor. The, the um, I hesitate to call him gentleman, but uh, the person you just heard uh, give his definition of what the alt-right is is about. Now the problem is the reason that these people are still around and still in the American consciousness is because, uh, Donald Trump did not disavow them in 2016 when he was running for president. And a lot of people say, well, if Trump's not willing to disavow these people, it it must mean that he's that, that he is in agreement with their viewpoint. And oh my goodness, we're putting a a member of the alt-right in the white house and, uh, He's going to uh, do the Heil Hitler sign and make the whites the master race again. I mean, this is what people were saying about Donald Trump, which which was ludicrous. But Donald Trump did himself no favors because he didn't disavow these people. Because these people said complimentary things about him and supported him for president, he refused to criticize them. And again, I, I was talking a little bit about this with with, with Brandon off air. This is This is what Donald Trump has conveyed is that it's kind of a quid pro quo with him. If someone is nice to him, he'll reciprocate, or at least not attack them, okay? Or not disavow them. But if someone is critical of him on substance, it could be a substantive policy issue, whatever, uh, the guy is pretty nasty in return. You know, see Donald Trump versus John McCain, or see Donald Trump versus Megyn Kelly. All right. Somebody that he that has criticized him or he indicated is not nice, he'll lash out. And Jay Nordlinger at the uh, at nationalreview.com, you know, did a nice job of talking about this. And I you know, I, because people say, "Geez, you know, Trump, he's not afraid to criticize people like Megan Kelly or or John McCain and question John McCain's Vietnam bona fides, even though John McCain was in the H- Hanoi Hilton for how many years?" But, you know, Donald Trump likes war heroes that aren't captured. Or Megyn Kelly, because she dared throw a tough question at Donald Trump during one of the debates, said that she was bleeding out of her eyes or whatever, okay? Basically implying that she was in the middle of her monthly, and that's why she was asking him tough questions. So this was all brought up because when Donald Trump finally came out and gave a statement about this, he said, we condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides, on many sides. Okay, yeah, that's, fact, that's technically correct, but this rally was started by this white supremacist faction that was protesting the city of Charlottesville wanting to remove a statue of Robert E. Lee, the general of the Confederate Army. Okay, the Confederacy that wanted to keep these pro-slavery states Going during before the Civil War, and of course the the Civil War was fought, and the, and uh, obviously the North ended up winning that, vanquishing the Confederacy. Okay, and these white supremacists were upset that someone who they look at as trying to protect the slave state was his uh, statue was going to be removed, and the park was renamed Emancipation Park as opposed to Robert E. Lee Park or whatever it was called before. And again, they have every right per the First Amendment to peacefully demonstrate this and object to this change. But when it all when it devolves into violence like it did yesterday, where there was counter protesters, apparently there was members of Black Lives Matter and Antifa that were there. There was inevitably going to be physical violence. There was inevitably going to be a clash. OK. And yet President Trump was right. There was violence on on both sides here. But. This whole thing started because you had a very racist faction like these white supremacists coming out and standing up for this vile stuff. And all prominent, a lot of prominent members of Repo- Republican Congress, you know, Senator Marco Rubio, House Speaker Paul Ryan, Senator Orrin Hatch, Senator Ben Sass, unconditionally and without any caveats and without any clarifications, condemn these people. And President Trump needed to do the very same thing because the sooner you continue to marginalize these people, the quicker they can scurry like cockroaches back underneath whatever rock they came and never be heard from again. Because what was it we heard on SRN News? This was the largest uh, uh, gathering of this type of faction in 10 years or more than a decade. Shouldn't happen. Okay, again, you can say that they have the right to their First Amendment. They they have access to the same First Amendment protections we all have. The ACLU stood up for these people while also condemning their speech, saying this hateful rhetoric doesn't belong in, in, in American society today. It absolutely does not. But you can also, in the same breath, say, hey, while they have their First Amendment protections, we can also call it for what it is, this vile and disgusting speech that is not in any way indicative of the America that we want to live in, we should be able to live in. I'll have one, a few final thoughts coming up in the final segment here on AM1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. You might think I'm losing my mind, but I will shy away from the specifics. Because
2: two little tablets is all it takes to make your thin hair feel and look thicker and fuller. Guaranteed. Viviscal is the number one drug free hair growth supplement in the US with one box being sold every minute globally. It's clinically researched to promote existing hair growth for men and women and now a 90 day supply of Viviscal is offered in your area risk free plus free shipping. Call 800-330-6865 Viviscal nourishes thinning hair from within. You'll love your hair growth results. Guaranteed. Viviscal is so effective it's recommended
0: by top doctors. Here's Dr. John Laura. As a dermatologist, I feel confident recommending Viviscal. It's backed by 25 years of research and multiple clinical studies that demonstrate Viviscal's effectiveness promoting the growth of thicker, fuller hair.
2: Want to try Viviscal? Every listener that calls now gets a 90-day risk-free supply plus free shipping. Call now. 800-330-6865. 800-330-6865. That's 800-330-6865. If you're part of a small business, please listen for the next 55 seconds. Paladin Law's Larry Frost may save you thousands of dollars. Don't let the pace of your business blind you to the laws you have to follow, even if you don't know they exist. Larry specializes in small business law, forming companies, writing and litigating contracts, advising you before you get in legal trouble. Avoiding disputes with suppliers, clients, and the government is a lot cheaper than solving disputes. Here is Larry Frost of Paladin Law. My goal is to meet with you and discuss your unique situation together let's see if you need legal representation if you do i will work with you to take the legal actions needed so you can concentrate on running your business undistracted by legal worries or conflicts i know you'll sleep better at night once you know that you're protected larry came from a military family and spent 27 years serving in the marines and army paladin law will bring the same ethics and teamwork to your business paladin law have law will travel. Paladinlawmn.com.
3: Have you ever tried trading stocks on your own? Sounds scary, doesn't it? All the math and analysis, charting and graphs, and what if you make a mistake? The fear of investing causes people to give their money to advisors at large financial firms. But do they care about your future as much as you do? At Tradeway, our experienced investors teach you how to break down the confusing world of finance and be in control of your money. Learn how to avoid mistakes and find potential profits. If you don't plan to trade, at least you'll know what your advisor is doing. Controlling your investments may seem like a big goal, but small steps can get you there. To learn more, call 877-907-TRADE or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Tradeway, big goals, small steps. Coming to the Westin Edina Galleria, September 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877 907 trade. That's 877 907 8723. Or go to tradeway.com. That's tradeway.com.
4: Hey, welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on this program, we'd like to call the closer. Again, talking about the events yesterday in Charlottesville. Talking more about the fallout of the events that took place in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, for me, it's pretty simple. Uh, I, as a Christian and who subscribes to the Christian worldview, uh, it's easy. Anybody, any movement that commits violent acts in name of their movement or marginalizes other people like the white supremacist marginalizes all other races uh are to be condemned, pure and simple, because in the book I read, God's no respecter of persons. Okay, he loves he, he loves all of us the same. Okay, whether we're worthy of it or not, that's a great thing about it. And I I could start preaching, but I only got about four minutes here. So the point is, is that God's no respecter of persons; he loves all of us the same equally. And so any movement that is going to look at other people as somehow lesser, I I, I condemn them out of hand, wholeheartedly, without conditions. Pure and simple. And I'd like to, I, and I've read some of my fellow righties on Twitter playing these whataboutism games. And and it serves no purpose. I brought this up on, this, on the Facebook Live I did on the Narn page. You remember 14 months ago, the Pulse nightclub shooting down in Orlando, where... Omar Mateen called 911, pledged allegiance to ISIS, and then proceeded to kill about 50 people in this gay nightclub in Orlando. It was Pulse nightclub? It was 50 people were killed. I, 50 or more, I think, were injured. It was a horrific event. And when President Obama made his statement later that day, he cited the West's views or the West's attitude toward homosexuality as insinuated that it was partly responsible for the carnage. And a lot of us, uh, a lot of conservatives, very angry at that insinuation, as if somehow he's lumping in people who refuse to bake cakes for a gay wedding as fostering an attitude of hate toward the homosexual community, which was complete bunk. And the president was rightly criticized for it because, again, this kind of seemed to perpetuate the attitude he had of being hesitant to say the phrase radical Islam. And there were plenty of conservatives who said the president will not be is not willing to call this what it is, and that is an, ideal, an ideology of hate, i.e., radical Islam. He, he refused to say that phrase. Why does he refuse to say that phrase? Well, for those of you who criticized President Obama for not using the phrase "radical Islam," yeah, you were correct. But in the but for the sake of consistency, you also need to hammer the current occupant of the White House pretty hard too for not coming out and condemning whatever factions were there yesterday, whether it was neo-Nazis, alt-right, KKK, whatever. President Trump did not call them out by name in his public statement. Okay? So if, if we're going to be consistent, if you think that that is a value that we should hold dear, that regardless of your ideology, regardless if it may fly in the face of your worldview, you need to call it out. Okay, for the sake of consistency. So if you were just as outraged that President Obama didn't use the phrase radical Islam regarding the Pulse nightclub shootings and instead wanted to finger wag at, at the West, particularly insinuating putting them on par with Christians who aren't baking cakes for gay weddings, then you need to call President Trump for not calling out these factions that were in Charlottesville yesterday. Because it's become very apparent that President Trump is not willing to to criticize people who may have said flattering things about him. It is, it's, a, it's a very weird quid pro quo he has. It, it, it doesn't make any sense, and it's not productive. So, again, I, I'm, I'm a Republican, typically vote conservative. Uh, I've been very vocal about my opposition to Donald Trump during the primary process last year. I was also, but when he became the candidate, I was open to his candidacy. I've said it a hundred times on the show. Those of you who listen regularly, they're probably getting tired of me saying it. And I've been more critical of Trump on this show than I have been praiseworthy. But I'm sorry. I don't care that he is a Republican. President, and I typically vote Republican. That has no bearing on my thought process whatsoever. Again, my worldview is of a Christian worldview. God's no respecter of persons. If there is a movement like the white supremacists, alt right, KKK that look as other human beings, as lesser human beings because they happen to be a different race, count me out. Count me out. Don't want anything to do with it. If I have to give conditions on my condemnation, count me out. That's all I got to say about it. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson, The Closer. Always great to be with you folks. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week.
8: Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn off.
7: If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone and call right now to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device, absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP, an engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your laptop bag or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling minicap.com 1-800-919-5232. Transcend is FAA-compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. That's 1-800-919-5232. Are you concerned about not having enough money to pay bills, savings for college, or to secure a comfortable retirement? At Online Trading Academy, learn to trade and invest to make a second income to avoid always having more month than money. We'll teach you to confidently grow and protect your money. Register for our free trading and investing class on your cell phone by hitting pound 250. Just say the keyword OTA or register at learnwithota.com.
2: You've heard the fun
7: piece? Well, we're the opposite. The original Donut Shop coffee. Full flavored, deliciously straightforward coffee best enjoyed with a smile. So good, it's criminal. Enjoy a cup and sprinkle some fun into your day. Made for your Keurig brewer. Find it at keurig.com and grocery stores everywhere. Just look for the bright teal box with the donut. The original donut shop coffee. Have more fun. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I
5: was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with.
7: Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 Hotline Line connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro Life Across America, please call 1 800 366 7773 or check us out on the web prolificosamerica.org. Pro Life Across America is educational, non political, and tax deductible. Help!
1: From the Nexus Capital Management Studios, this is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent
0: Radio.